what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. And Isaiah, he's got an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And he says, Thus saith the Lord. Glory to God. We need good preaching like that today. Thus saith the Lord. Instead, we got preachers today that are saying, Thus saith the Floyd. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Turn in your Bibles this morning, if you will, to 2 Kings chapter 19. 2 Kings chapter 19. While you're turning there, those of you listening by radio, I'll be preaching a revival over at T's Chapel, Free Will Baptist Church in Smithfield, North Carolina. That is September the 26th through the 30th. Sunday night service will start at 6 o'clock. Monday through Thursday night, the services will be starting at 7 o'clock. The church is located at 6439 Brogdon Road in Smithfield, North Carolina. So if you're able to come out and be a part of those services, we'd love to have you. 2 Kings chapter 19, move down if you will to verse 5. 2 Kings 19, verse 5. So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah said unto them, Thus shall ye say to your master, Thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid of the words which thou hast heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Behold, I will send a blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor, and shall return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, the blast of God. This morning, if you're not saved you're going to experience the judgment of the blast of God. And you don't want to be on the receiving end of the blast of God. Okay? But if you're sitting here saved this morning, if you're listening to me by radio, any of you under the sound of my voice today, if you are saved... One of these days, you're going to have a blast with God. Amen? Glory to God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace today. Lord, I dare not embark upon this message without asking for the anointing of your Spirit. I know that if you'll anoint these words today, form every word in my mouth, Lord, bring back to my memory that which has been studied and prepared, then the questions and the needs of the people will be met. 
So, Lord, I'm asking for that today. Lord, anoint me to preach. Anoint your people to hear and receive of your word that we all might be edified and drawn closer to you is my prayer today in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. Had you the privilege to stand upon the walls of the city of Jerusalem and looked out across the desert floor, they would have looked like ants crawling as 185,000 soldiers gathered themselves against Jerusalem. Rabshakeh, who is the chief of the captains, steps forward and tells Jerusalem that they are no good. They are no match for him. They know they are no match for him. That's why they went to Egypt and formed an alliance with the Egyptians. And he tells them that Egypt cannot help you. He tells them not to trust Hezekiah. Hezekiah is going to tell you to trust the Lord, but he says the Lord is on my side. You've offended God because you tore down all the high places. God is on my side. I've took the northern kingdom, and your God did nothing. I've taken all of Judah, the southern kingdom, and your God has done nothing. And now I'm here at Jerusalem, and God has told me to destroy this place. So there's no need in trusting God. God is on my side. And he was blaspheming God by saying all of these things. And God had told him no such a thing. But the people standing upon those walls, they heard those words. The Bible says when Hezekiah heard those words, 2 Kings 19 verse 1, he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth. All of this was happening because Hezekiah had a problem with pride. Now, let me tell you this. All of us have problems. I know that comes as a shock to some of you. I have problems. Okay? Yes. You didn't have to say amen that loud. We all have problems and issues, and God deals with those things. Okay? And you better be thankful to the Lord that He deals with you behind the curtain, in private, in secret. Because if you knew what your brother or sister was struggling with and what they were going, you would probably lose all respect for them. Okay? So God deals with all of us behind the curtain. And no doubt God had dealt with Hezekiah concerning his issue with pride. But when Hezekiah would not deal with it properly as he should then God had to make this a public thing. And he allows this situation with Sennacherib and the Assyrian army. God allows this situation to deal with Hezekiah's pride. Now understand this today. Hezekiah is the leadership over the whole nation of Israel, and all of Israel is suffering because of him not dealing with the issue of pride. I'm shaken by that statement a little bit because the leadership in America right now 
He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I'm not going to go any further with that. But Hezekiah would not deal with this issue of pride, but this situation with the Assyrians causes him to put on sackcloth. He rent his clothes and put on sackcloth, which is a sign of humility. Let me tell you this. You either humble yourself or be humbled. Okay? You either let go of whatever it is that you're holding of, or you hold on to it, and God has to pry it from your fingers. And it's easier to let go than for God to pry it out of your fingers. But God had to allow all of this to bring Hezekiah to his senses to deal with this issue of pride. What is God going to have to do in your life? Let me tell you, God knows what to do to get your attention. He knows what to do to deal with you in your situation. This is what it came to for Hezekiah. And this is the thing. He was not an ungodly man by no means. He was the godliest king that ever sat upon the throne of the southern kingdom of Israel. And just as God addressed King Hezekiah, where does that leave you and I at today as his children under the New Testament? If God don't take you out behind the woodshed from time to time, you are not a child of God, you are a bastard. And that's what Paul said. God will take you out behind the woodshed. I know because I've seen some of you. I've been there more than one time. Some of you have been there too. You just ain't said a whole lot about it. But God will take you out behind the woodshed. You can say something in the wrong spirit and God will take you out behind the woodshed. He'll tap on your heart. You shouldn't have said that. Now it probably needed to be said, but the way you said it. I see y'all nodding your heads. Is anybody out there in that parking lot hearing what I'm saying today? All right. God knows what to do to bring you where you need to be. And he rents his clothes. He covers himself in sackcloth. He humbles himself. And then the Bible says he went into the house of the Lord. Now, during the first incursion of the Assyrians... He went into the house of God then, but not to humble himself. He went in there to strip all the gold and the silver from the pillars and the doors of the temple to pay tribute to Sennacherib so that he would go away. He compromised. He did that, and it worked to an extent for a little while. But now Sennacherib and the Assyrians have come back. Let me tell you this, you cannot compromise with the devil. He will keep coming back and coming back, taking more and more and more until there is absolutely nothing left. And the temple of God suffered a lot of damage because of compromise. And the church today is suffering a lot of damage because of compromise.
We want to draw in the world, so we're painting all the walls black. We're doing away with the stained glass windows, and we're doing this and doing that. And, and the house of God is, is going through a lot of damage right now to please the world. Compromise. Your churches look more like a nightclub than it does the house of God. And I'm not saying that every church has to have stained glass windows and a steeple on top. Give me an oak tree outside somewhere where the Spirit of God is moving and people are showing up. And I'll preach the gospel and the Spirit of God will move. And it's not because of James Pierce. It's because of the message of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Any preacher that will preach this gospel under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, God will move. And painting your walls black is not going to draw a crowd. A church in Raleigh spent several millions of dollars building a brand new building and doing all of this, that, and the other, and they still ain't got a parking lot full because the Spirit of God ain't there. The world can go to the nightclub and get the same thing. He goes into the house of the Lord this time. He's humbled. I wonder what thoughts went through his mind as he looked at those pillars that were once covered in gold and the light of the sun would reflect off of those pillars People would come from all over the world to see this sight, the beauty of it. And now these pillars stand there with no gold. The gold has been stripped. He goes, opens up the doors to the temple that were once covered in gold, and now it's just the raw, bare wood of the doors. And he sees all this damage that's been done. And he grows sick inside because he knows he stripped the house of God and gave it to the enemy and it didn't do any good because now the enemy is right back again. What thoughts went through his mind? He sends word to Isaiah. Verse 3. He said... 2 Kings 19, verse 3, This day is a day of trouble and of rebuke and blasphemy. For the children are come to the birth, and there is not strength to bring forth. This is a very unusual statement to make, but how fitting for the situation they were in. And how fitting it is for the situation that we find ourselves in today. He likens their situation to a mother who is giving birth. And she has pushed and pushed and pushed until she has no more strength. And if the mother is not delivered of the child, both mother and child will die. It's a dire situation. Hezekiah did all that he could to prepare Jerusalem and the people of Jerusalem to be saved from just such an occasion as this. They were prepared 
but when the time came, they did not have the strength to deliver themselves. 185,000 soldiers, like ants, have just surrounded the city walls of Jerusalem. And they realize within themselves there is no strength within ourselves to be delivered. If deliverance was to come, it would have to be a miracle from God. They'd have to believe God for a miracle. Let me bring it up to today. God has done all that he can to prepare a way for all of mankind to be saved. He's done it through and by the cross of Calvary. It's being attacked on every side. The church is being attacked from every side. Within ourselves, we do not have the strength and the ability to overcome. We do not have the ability to fight the devil. We don't have the ability to fight the sin nature that's within us. It is not there. But the church today is pushing fads and schemes, doing all that it can. But none of these fads and schemes are going to deliver. If deliverance is going to come, we're going to have to believe God and trust God. And we're going to have to humble ourselves. A harvest of souls is right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. The contractions for multiplied millions of people to be saved, the contractions have already started. And the church is pushing fads and schemes, and, and, and that's not going to deliver. But if we will humble ourselves and come back to the cross of Jesus Christ, then we will have the strength and the power of the Holy Ghost to bring those children forth. Glory to God. I believe that. I feel that, ladies and gentlemen. And while Hezekiah is praying, I want you to get this. Now, Hezekiah is in the temple. Now, I don't know where Isaiah was at. Maybe the Bible says, maybe it don't. I, I don't know. But he, he's a mile or so away down the street. But Hezekiah is praying in the temple. And God gives Isaiah the answer to his prayer while he's way over here. If that ain't a blessing, folks, to be able to pray to God and seek God about something, and then somebody else comes along and confirms what you've prayed about. It's almost like they've got a camera on you, or they've got a bug in your prayer room listening to what you're saying. And Isaiah, he's got an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And he says, Thus saith the Lord. Glory to God. We need good preaching like that today. Thus saith the Lord. Instead, we got preachers today that are saying, Thus saith the Floyd and Maslow and Rogers, and they're preaching psychology, and they're trying to mix scriptures in with it. But we need preachers today that will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thus saith the Lord. Be not afraid of the words which you've heard. 
the words that they heard was a scare tactic. It was psychological warfare. A lot of what y'all have been listening to and what's been coming over the news media is a scare tactic. Satan takes it and he puts it in your mind. You see, because Rabshakeh and Sennacherib and the Assyrians, they knew that if they could get into the minds of the people there in the city of Jerusalem, if they could get into their minds and cause them to give up and surrender, then they wouldn't have to work as hard. And that's what Satan does with you. He plants these thoughts in your mind. The battlefield is your mind. And he comes against you and he tells you that you're no good. You've offended God. You've done that thing before and you've asked God to forgive you. Now you've gone you've done it again. You might as well just quit. You might as quit, well, just quit going to church. Just, just quit reading that Bible you're reading and just, 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 just quit. Sound familiar? Let me tell you this. Had any one of those people inside the walls of Jerusalem stepped their head out that gate, they probably would have been killed on the spot. And let me tell you, if you give up, if you quit, Satan's going to get you. He's going to kill you dead on the spot. He's going to drag you away to hell, and you don't want that. If you don't quit, God won't quit. They were using psychological warfare. Fear not the words which you have heard. It was a scare tactic. And the biggest promoter of fear in this country today is the news media. You sit there at 6 o'clock at night or 7 o'clock, whenever it comes on, some of you watching it all day long. No wonder you got the mully grubs. No wonder you come in here with your face so long you could eat oats out of a half-inch gas pipe. You know, the other day when there was a gas shortage, people got scared to death going to the stores with, with plastic bags. Walmart bags, filling up plastic Walmart bags with gasoline. Fear will cause you to do some stupid things. We got people today, I've seen them. I mean, I don't get out much. I know that's obvious. But I'm in Wilson the other day, and there's people riding around in the car by themselves, and they got a mask on. I talked to a mechanic the other day. He said, Brother James, you want... He said, I'm shocked by the number of people that pull up here and they want us to tear apart their whole air conditioning system in their car to make it COVID resistant. He said, we don't offer such as that. But people are going to the extreme today over this COVID thing because they're sitting there watching it over television and that's how satan gets into your mind be not afraid fear not it's been said that fear not or words of that derivative are used in the bible 365 times that's one time for every day of the year. Now, I don't know. I ain't counted it up. I ain't checked it. I'm, I, that's just what I hear. It wouldn't surprise me. 
But God's word for you today is fear not. Fear is putting your faith in the devil. Are you listening to Now, I'm not saying you need to go up to the store today and while you're gassing up, lick the handle of the... I mean, use some common sense, people. Don't, don't lick the handle on the shopping cart that you're going to use. Use a little common sense. All right? But COVID is out there. It's a real thing. Wash your hands. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated, okay? Just use a little common sense, people. But this thing's gotten out of hand. Fear is putting your faith in the devil. Like I said, he tells you you ain't going to make it, you're going to die, you're no good, you're this, that, the other, I'm going to kill you. And I want you to stop and think a minute. If the devil could do all of that he'd already done it but he don't do it cause he can't do it because that devil's on a leash and God's the one that's holding the leash and God's got a blast for the devil y'all come on back next week and I'll tell you today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free cd copy of this message just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234 you can also go to establishedinthefaith.com there you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form but perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something again just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.